0: Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. Happy Book Club. Chapter one. Welcome to Bite Size Book Club. Find your artistic voice. Chapter one, what is an artistic voice? I'm really excited about this one. This one, I mean, we are pages through 11 through 32. Well, it was a big
1: one this time. Yes, this is a big one. Yeah.
0: And she said a lot of cool things. So I really like this first part, speaking your truth. I really like... um. I'm just gonna go straight into it. Two looks are pretty, I am (laughs) oppressed.
1: Yeah, well that went with the whole idea that I was obsessed with that I never thought of before is that we we make work that mirrors our ideas about the world. And I think as memory keepers, that is also true. Like, yeah, as a memory keeper, like I tend to make work that I am grateful. Like grateful is the theme of a lot of my memory keeping
0: that's why I'm so obsessed with helping women tell their story. Because if you're not telling your story as a memory keeper, then you don't feel like you are important. Right. And if you don't feel like you're important, then what are you telling your children? Yes. like, that's, that's really important. Like that's such an important thing to me is like, if you are just documenting your kids, especially if you have girls, but like, and I don't want to say especially if you have girls, but especially if you have boys also, because boys need to understand that, like, their mom is a human. And everyone's story matters. And if you are only telling the story of other people as the storyteller, then you are not valuing your voice.
1: Yeah. And I love that she talked about it. Like it's not about the project or the, this or that, like, like I tend to get wrapped up in all that, but she talked about it as the art we make is a reflection of the ideas and like what you believe. And I love how, like, just as you said, like sometimes your ideas are as easy as tulips are pretty and I like pink and grids right. are nice. Like, well, And then sometimes the artwork and your idea that you're doing is like, I am oppressed. I am in pain. I am sad. I can't figure this out. Like I've done a lot of that work.
0: <laughs> well, and I think you are the perfect example of this because through your whole journey over the last three years, yeah, everything that you've been saying is like, well now the show is your creative outlet Mm -hmm. and the show is what you think. Like, I mean, you come on the show and you say all the things that you believe and think and the show, you know, varies from here are the things that I feel about myself and my relationship to, well, these are the kind of pens that I like to use. Right. Which is who you are as an artist like you can't you, as an artist you don't get to separate like how you feel in and out in or out of a relationship right from what pens you decide to use like you just can't separate them yeah you are a person who has those feelings when you use the pen right and i love that she really talks about these elements of style cuz We don't like, we don't really talk about them enough outside of like being in the classroom. Yeah. And I think when we talk about them, we get like stiff. And so she talks about line and shape and layering and color and texture and composition, rhythm and movement, and then pattern and repeating imagery. And then just having these words to have this dialogue and conversation about them Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like layering is your work layered to what extent do you use layers to give the perception of depth and dimension or conversely is your work intentionally flat and graphic which is like great questions
1: and I love that she used an onion for the layer I don't know like just like <laughs> I just obsessed. yeah <laughs> yeah but that's like the only thing the only image that's kind of layered oh no the, the
0: tomato sauce too but like
1: I just love her like visually she's just totally complimenting what she's saying
0: it's it's fantastic <laughs> so good And she has this really important, like very important two pages about skill. And I know we really like get on ourselves about having skill or not having skill or, you know, am I good enough? Or this is a person who, you know, well, well that came naturally to them or they're just good at that. And she gets this, this 10 steps to building skill and One, two, three, four, five of them, half of them are (laughs) practice. Yeah. Begin, practice, keep showing up, practice more, stretch yourself, practice, practice, note your improvement, practice more, repeat. And it's in that practice where we hone our skill but it's in that practice where we feel also like we're not getting anywhere
1: yeah she mentioned somewhere explicitly that having skill and like to her the most important part of the definition of skill is being able to do something well enough and then you only do something well enough at practice like you're saying but then the honing part like she explicitly says somewhere that just because you have skill in something and can do something well
0: doesn't mean you won't make shitty shit right stuff. stop right it's all the honing part right and the only way that you are like you have an artistic voice is to go out and try new things mm-hmm. like you are only going to keep finding your voice if you you know number five here steps to building skill stretch yourself yeah and i liked that one only in stretch like when you stretch yourself you're going to screw up like you're going to make things that are not as good quote unquote good as the things that you've been making yeah because you've been repeating yourself and making them so often you know how to do them really really well and so when you stretch yourself and bring in something new it's going to be a little bit weird there's going to be a little bit of tension there's going to be a a trial period we have to figure out what to do but that's how you grow and that's how you find your voice and that's how you figure out who you specifically are
1: yeah that's why like we've talked about this before but like routine is such an important part of building skill so like sk- like skill equals routine to practice i feel like right. that's their synonyms yeah and,
0: and that's why i love daily pages so much because it is it will
1: inevitably build your
0: skill correct yeah. just the action of going to your desk and opening the notebook and working on it for a few minutes a day, no matter what it is that you're doing, you're working on your skills. You are practicing. And it's so, it's like working out. It's like going to the gym. It's like studying. It's the, exa- it's the exact same thing. It's you're just exercising creative muscles instead of physical muscles or mental muscles. You're exercising your creative muscles. And I thought this really, um, the first interview was really cool where she talks about the, she talks to the husband and wife team. Like, mm-hmm. and then she has like, there's the husband's voice and then there's the wife's voice. And they're like, oh yeah, we've been making things together. And for a while you could tell that like, you know there was sean's stuff and then there was selena's stuff and then after a while there was just this third person that came out which is really cool yeah
1: that was their collective voice right right the point yeah. of that yeah which i feel like that's kind of happened with us on the podcast a little bit right we've gotten in tune with each other and know how to like flow a conversation with both you and me but molding our
0: ideas together right and that can only come with practice mm-hmm. which it's like they do and they and they do that same thing like with movies and tv shows they have what is the word that i'm looking for you know the, when they do like compatibility testing before they get people to be on television shows or movies together you know they they know that they want this person or they know that they want this person so they need to try out people to make sure that they work together well so that when they invariably are on a television show for five seasons together they're not garbage yeah but they're like there are a couple of television shows where it gets better in the second season or in the third season because like
1: they have found the voice of the character and know how they blend with the other voices. Yeah. They
0: really do play off of each other so yeah. much better. I feel like The Office is like that. Well, Parks and Recreation is exactly like that. Like, those mm-hmm. shows, like, and then you find out later on, like, some of the best stuff is improv because those people really get into the characters. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, Chris Pratt didn't say that. Chris pratt as andy said that yeah like, and then like <laughs> yeah it's it's so much fun to be a part of that the but evolution of the voice it's it's work and you, yeah. there's no there's no like speedy way to get to it you can't like mm-hmm. fast forward to get to that place it only comes after time
1: yeah which is kind of like the actor getting the part and thinking they'll know the voice right away or the designer getting the job and thinking they'll know what the company needs to be designed right away or the artist getting the commission and right out the gate doing their best work. Like that's, we can't equate like right away. Like it it does have to be evolved. Well, and I think
0: that's, that's such a great point because I think we get frustrated when we have to make a second draft and a mm-hmm. third draft and a fourth draft. And we just want to like be done with it. Mm-hmm. And it's that iceberg thing again. It's mm-hmm. like we on, we go and see things like on Facebook or on Instagram or just like out in the world. And then we don't see the work that actually goes into making those things. Mm-hmm. And so, when we try to do the work that goes into making something awesome, we feel like we're doing so much more work than other people, and we feel shitty about ourselves. Right, but you haven't given yourself the uh... right. And we just we just don't know what it takes to what it took for those people, or to, to make, make it that... look so easy. Correct, and <laughs> it's not actually that easy. It, right. it is the iceberg. There's so much stuff right. that actually causes this to to look this yeah. good, and you know. And then you're like, oh, so I am doing okay. Like, I'm not behind because it takes me six hours to edit a video. That guy, you know, who's on YouTube, it takes him 12 hours to edit a video. And it's like, oh, okay. And he's been doing it for like five years. So we're totally good. (laughs) And I love that she she (laughs) just... Then she just dives into medium. And I love that she just straight up starts out with, hey, guys, remember that the word media is the plural of the word medium yeah Yeah. and it's such a great it sets the tone for the whole rest of the chapter Mm -hmm. because you're like oh right we used to just call the media media because it was oh yeah those people do newspaper and those people do tv and that's just their medium and it's like oh right so when we think of art that's also media because we do scrapbooking and they do crochet and those guys do, you know, art journaling. And when we mix it together, it's called mixed media. Mm. And it's like, Oh, right. And it's all makes sense. Now, (laughs) great way of reframing our brains to be like, Oh, that's a part of my style.
1: I can choose one of a medium that becomes part of my voice.
0: And no matter what we choose, it's valid. Mm -hmm. And right. She, she goes into like, I could tell you what mediums, what media, what different types of media there are, but then I would leave the entire book to just listing all of the different media. Right. And so, she quickly is like, your options are endless. So let's just like kind of leave it at that. And so you can use whatever you want. If you look, I mean, we we love paper, we are paper lovers, but it's also super, super, super easy right now to do the things that you love on paper digitally. Like we were talking about in the episode today, it's super, super, super easy to fall in love with all these digital shops. And then you can, one, keep it digital, do like a blurb book or Shutterfly or anything like that, or you can print it out immediately. And there's a million different ways to, you know, digital scrapbook, hybrid scrapbook, traditional scrapbook. Like, it's a choose your own adventure through like the Art Candyland Forest. Yeah. And I love that she talks about consistency and like not in that same way that we're used to talking about of like, Oh yes, make something every single day period. But she talks about it in the supplies you use. And I think that that's such, again, we don't talk about it enough. Consistency in supplies helps you find your style. And one of the best ways to you have consistency in your supplies is to purge yourself of the supplies you don't like. Mm-hmm.
1: Amen. I feel like consistency, I've been seeing that word a lot in every like thing that I've been doing It's been a big word for me in my health journey and every health book I read, like forming habits. Like, I just feel like we don't stress consistency enough with all the options we're presented with all the time. The value of sticking to something (laughs) is so underappreciated, I think. Like, just stick to it. Like, I know you could choose this and this and this and
0: this, but when something resonates, like stick to it. And again, I'm going to go back to decision fatigue then you don't have to make decisions. Mm -hmm. You are already making so many decisions. Yeah. Don't add random ones if you don't have to. Yeah, If you know what you like, don't be like, oh, I should just add some more decisions because I can.
1: Yeah. We can do a
0: lot of things, we don't have to. Like, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Right, and I keep, let's merge two book clubs now. I keep going
1: back to the the imagery that was the most strong and the least Uh, Blaha Kripe's book was the juggler and how the consistent motion of juggling is how you can add more balls to the juggle because you're consistently, you know, it's just when one thing is consistently being tossed and you have that rhythm is the
0: only way you can add. Correct. So Consistency, man. I am a fan. (laughs) And, and like your consistency is going to get screwed up sometimes like just naturally like mm-hmm. if you get sick if someone good point if someone else has a something that is out of your control so the easier like I don't even how how do I The more
1: you stick to something, the better you know it. So when you get off the consistency track, it's easier to go back to it.
0: Right. And then the less complicated your consistency is. Like if you have like an 18 step routine at the morning that is very difficult to like if you need to make sure that it happens like on the minute. And if anything goes wrong, then it's gonna get messed up. That's gonna be a lot harder than like, okay, cool my morning routine is these five things. Yes. And my, my my middle day routine is these three things. And then my yeah. end of day routine is like this. Yeah. And, but even in, in artwork, like consistency is, Lisa talks about how, well, I work with these seven colors. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's easy to make sure that I, she has these seven colors in stock all the time. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, consistency being, I work with, all of these things all the time so that when like your supply chains break like like now it's harder to keep things in stock
1: right and also consistency in your artistic voice allows for when there's inconsistency in output people will still know no matter how much time has passed that it's your work so that's important Absolutely. too is like keeping to a consistent style means that you could take an 18 month break. And once you enter back in, I like, Oh, there she is.
0: That's Amanda. That's Kristen. Absolutely. That's, uh, yeah. And I love that how she ends this before she gets into this, uh, interview, instead of finding your own destination, final destination. I like to think of finding your voice as entering your own orbit,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which I think is really, really, really good. And I think it also jives really well with our growth metaphors. Mm -hmm. Because, like, if you are entering your orbit, then you're orbiting the sun. And then you can think of when you're furthest away from the sun, that's kind of like your dormancy period, when it's dark and when, you know, you're not really in your actual, like you can see the growth period it's your rest period it's the it's the time where you know things are not bright and glowy but it is you know that's always going to happen part of your cycle is that you need that rest period and that's when you are furthest away from the sun you're still you you're still you're, you still have your artistic voice you still have your stuff but you need a little bit more rest Yeah. And And then you can always come
1: back around. Exactly.
0: You come back to the sun and you're like, oh yeah, cool. It's July. I am so ready to make stuff. And here's my, here's my prolific period. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe you're not a sun. Maybe you don't do well when you're closer to the sun and you do really well when you're further away. So who knows, but you find yourself in your orbit and that's when you can do well.
1: Yeah, and we've talked about cyclical growth as opposed to linear. Exactly. We've we've had those themes in the podcast too. And then this last interview was really good. I looked her up and she mentions uh, Leah Gorin and she mentions Julia Rothman, who are artists I've loved for years. Like I just, I didn't know about Andrea Pippins, but she mentioned those two and I looked them up. I'm like, they're
0: all so good. (laughs) Well, I love that she straight up was like, I have, you know, she just spoke up and was yeah. like, yes, I have this idea right now. And like, yeah. that's how things happen. Yeah. Sometimes. And the
1: bravery know, it took to turn down that original job, the job that she was offered yes. in New York City.
0: And there's so many things, like those moments that, that happen. And. and artistic's and- voice is intuitive. So I felt like
1: that choice for her was like, an, it, it had to be intuitive. Like everything on paper made sense but I've made those artistic, bold, intuitive choices, leave teaching, go back to teaching, that then informs your style and your voice. And and
0: there's so many different things of like, you know, you know, you know, like, you know, when you know something, Mm -hmm. even if it's like, well, this job's going to pay me a ton more money. This job's going to put me where I want to be. But also this job is going to put me on a path that I don't want to be on. Yeah. And like knowing that is incredibly important. Yeah This is such I really like this chapter. It was a meaty one. So next week we're going to read chapter two Why does having a voice matter? And that starts on page 33 and goes to page 46 46. Awesome. So I'm really excited for that. Come and talk to us on the forum. We'd love to know what you think about this week's chapter. And we'll be back next Friday with next week's episode. Bye, guys. We'll talk soon.